Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Listen to the sports leader anywhere, anytime. Download the KNBR app. Murph and Marcus continue live from the KNBR Casino Matrix Studio. Casino Matrix progressive jackpots are here. Where are you? Just drop in. Please play responsibly. 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, the big hit continues into part two. It is the 49er D coordinator search. Tim Kawakami lit the fire by saying the 49ers uh, could be making their hire any minute now. So we are on watch, and there are multiple avenues here. There's the outrageous avenue of Bill Belichick, which we've all laughed about and said, how fun would that be? But we all agree is not going to happen. He's just not going to do this at this point in his career. There's the very practical approach, which is staying in-house and hiring a guy who has background with the Seahawks defense and has been with the Niners for the last two years in the defensive meeting rooms. Nick Sorensen is his name. Mm-hmm. The average fan doesn't know him, but it sounds like the kind of thing that makes a lot of sense, right? Yes. He's in-house. He has history with the Seattle system that Robert Sala brought mm-hmm. to the Niners, and he'd be probably affordable, right, and has a chemistry with Kyle, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then there's the really intriguing one that seems to have all y'all riled up, and that is Pete Carroll at age 72. Relieved from his duties up in Seattle, but he's freaking jacked, as he says. I'm freaking jacked. That's what he says. And he obviously has tremendous history here. Born in San Francisco, went to Redwood High School in Larkspur. By the way, don't forget Mount Redwood more. Gavin Newsom, Mm -hmm. Robin Williams, rest in peace. Pete Carroll, and then we got to go to, uh, what do you want, World Series uh, hero Buddy Biancalana from the 1985 uh, Kansas City Royals? You want that? And this was your rival high school, right? Yes, bitter rival. Mm. Bitter Mm. rival. Like, Gavin and I locked horns, buddy. Mm-hmm. And when you lock horns with Gavin, you get gel on you because oh. he's got gel in his hair. That's the dippity-doo, dippity-doo. <laughs> so, anyway. So, he's so local. He could come down. Does he want to go to the team that's been his rival forever? What's his relationship with Kyle Shanahan? You know, is he, at this point in his career, want to do it? And we're here kind of making a case that would be kind of fun. Now, likelihood, what are you going to put it? 10%? Yeah, I'd say maybe 10 to 15%. But it's fun to talk about, right? It is. It's it is a fantastic to topic. And you bring up his relationship with Kyle Shanahan. I wonder what his relationship is with Mike Shanahan. Because that's something that we kind of talk about, the well, they, secret man behind the scenes. Yeah. They missed each other by one year in San Francisco. Shanahan, mm. Mike left in 94. Pete came in 95. Oh, certainly they've been. You know, Pete was the head coach in, in New England when, when Mike was in Denver. Oh, certainly a huge connection through the years. Mm. But, of course, one's an offensive guy, one's a defensive guy, so they're yeah. in different meeting rooms. It's fun to talk about. Golden State Lumber and Building Materials text line. And, I, and for the record, I would endorse it. I would endorse it. Now, what's he going to, you know, is Jed going to write that check? I mean, Kyle, he ain't doing this unless he's getting a handsome payday. You know, but, he's like, bro, I could sit here and just collect interest on my investments right now instead of grinding film at 1 in the morning to see if Daryl Luter should be our nickel slot guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Well, that's the question, I guess, moving forward with Pete, moving forward with Jed in the front office. Are they willing to spend that kind of money when you're in the Super Bowl window? Like, we talk so much about the Brock Purdy contract and what that means financially. Correct me if I'm wrong, Murph. NFL coaches don't count towards the salary cap. No, that's correct. So you can pay Pete Carroll whatever the hell you want, and he's but, not going to affect your overall roster. But do you want to somehow break even? <laughs> oh, Murph, we talking Giants or 49ers here? <laughs> 
209 says the D coordinator needs to be someone with a little fire. They had to talk players into playing harder during the playoffs, which is crazy. He's right. 209 well, is. Pete Carroll's got that fire. He's freaking jacked, man. He is. I'm freaking jacked. 408 says, don't forget, Pete lived in Saratoga, and he was the Niners, D.C., and the coordinators. His kids went to high school there for sure. And 925 says, if you want to get in Seahawk fans' heads, go get Pete Carroll. That would drive them crazy here. Uh, Kelly is in Ronard Park at 808 KMBR in the Golden State Lumber Building Materials. Text line 415-808-5627 is open. Uh, Kelly up in Ronard Park. Good morning, Kelly. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, man. Hey, first off, I want to say, I don't know if you guys can picture uh, Pete Carroll being there on the sideline next to, what is it, Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan all stoic. And then Pete Carroll, hands on knees, <laughs> chomping that gum. You know, can you guys picture that? I don't think I can picture that at all. Well, that would, I don't know if that, as they say, this town's not big enough for the two of us. Yeah, I don't know if that sideline's big enough they, for the two of us. They do say opposites attract. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I just think. I'm happy you guys brought up Vrabel before because I feel like nobody's talking Vrabel either. Yeah, yeah. And if they get him, I feel like it'd be like a one-year deal, you know. But get this. How about they get uh, Patrick Willis in the building? Maybe not as DC, but get him on as like a uh, assistant of some sort. You know, it's funny. We had Pat on two days ago, and he told us that Harbaugh wanted to hire him and Bowman. Now, us being the crack reporters we are, we didn't follow up and ask him if he wanted to coach. But that is something yeah. that uh, I don't think you could be a D coordinator just yet, Kelly. You need a little more experience yeah, on that. Up. Yeah. All right, man. Up. Put you. it out there, Kelly. Thanks for the call. Again, Vrabel out there. Now, you talk about sideline demeanor. How about Vrabel bench pressing Kyle over there? You know oh, what I mean? Oh, Vrabel is jacked out of his minds during games, also. Like, again, he would be my number one option. I just don't know. Again, it's puzzling to me that he does not have a head coaching opportunity because he's one of the better minds in football, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, 949 says, I love Pete, but I think he'd be more likely to go take a job at USC with Lincoln Riley than get back into the NFL. I don't know about that. I think if you, I think these guys, and like Jim Harwell will tell you, these guys, listen, college is fun, and there is an allegiance to it, and Harbaugh wanted to go do what he did at Michigan, and God bless him, he did it. That's incredible that he did it. That, truly amazing that he actually achieved a natty at Michigan. I mean, he had like .01% chance of pulling that off, and he did. But the moment he did, he was out to the NFL. These guys want to go to the NFL because you can coach football. The football, the college stuff, dude, the boosters. And the and I, why do you think Chip Kelly wants to stop being a head coach? Mm-hmm. And just the fact that he's bad at it. <laughs> uh, he just wants to go be a nerd co- cracking film because you got to you gotta schmooze. You got to raise money. Mm-hmm. You got to go. Bill Walsh used to talk about that going into living rooms and having dogs sniff your crotch. That's what he used to say. Yeah. He goes, I, uh, man, I forgot, I forgot what it was like to go into a stranger's living room and have a dog sniff my crotch. What he I mean, and now we're at the point with college football where there's the NIL deals. Obviously, there's the transfer portals. Like, it's a headache being a head coach in the college game. And think about what Harbaugh said after winning that national title. The reason why he went back to the NFL is because there's no Lombardi trophy yeah. at the college level. Yeah. Uh, 707 says, bring in Vrabel and try to get Rich Sherman or Pat Willis in the building to be groomed next. Vrabel will be a head coach somewhere else. Let Willis learn from him. 559 says, don't forget, California Pizza, UOP alum. Shout out the uh, 209. That is for the Pacific Tigers out there. That's what they derisively called him in New England, California Pete. It was not a compliment. It was not when he was the head coach of the Patriots. Not like our guy California Kyle cutting up sound for us. <laughs> exactly. 510 says, would Pete Carroll work from the booth upstairs? Therefore, you wouldn't have to deal with the gum chomping on the sideline. No, Pete Carroll's going to be on the sideline chomping that gum. Uh, now 831 says, here's a wild one. Pay whatever it takes to get spags from Kansas City. Uh, he just got paid by KC. They did, just gave him just an extension. He ain't did. getting spags. Uh, 408 says, Pete would be perfect. He can help 
manage the game, or could he not give the ball to Marshawn Lynch? Oh, about that, Down Murph. the answer. Uh, 707, so I thought Pete Carroll was going to become an advisor in Seattle. Well, yeah, the same way Bruce Bochy was an advisor with the Giants and Brian Sabian was an advisor with the Giants here. 801 says, nobody's mentioned Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham. Well, I mean, okay. I love Kyle Whittingham. I think he's fantastic, but I don't know if he has any interest in the job at all. Uh, just to get to back to the original point of, like, probably the guy that you're hearing about is this guy Nick Sorensen, who'd be the in-house hire. Now, the Niners, of course, you know, I want to go with maybe somebody with a little continuity. And the story is this kid, uh, I call him a kid. He's been coaching for 21 years, but he is in his early 40s and played in the NFL for a long time. He was a safety in the NFL for the Rams, Jags, and Browns from 2001 to 2010. He played in the Super Bowl 36 as a member of the Rams. Started his career at Youngstown State. Uh, Youngstown State. There's Jed now, 2012. And then, of course, went to Seattle for eight years from 2013 to 2011 as a special teams guy and defensive assistant. And then went over to uh, Jacksonville in 2021. Joined the Niners in 2022. So Nick Sorensen would be right now the betting favorite but with Pete Carroll as the caller's favorite right now. Yes. Yeah, and that's what stands out to me about Nick Sorensen. Obviously, you look at when he first joined the 49ers in 2022 under D'Amico Ryan. So that, of course, is the base defense that Kyle Shanahan wants to run. And then you go back to his Seattle days. And there's so much talk about Pete Carroll. The reason why Kyle Shanahan wants that 4-3 defense is because of all the success that Pete Carroll had in Seattle. So, of course, you'd want the blueprint from the mastermind himself but Sorensen has so much experience coaching in Seattle under Pete Carroll. I think he is a viable in-house option. Yeah, okay. 808 says, what about Lord Fangio? No, Vic Fangio got hired in Philadelphia, guys. We got to deal with him with the Eagles next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, 408 says, is Sorensen any relation to the Friday night Dylan Panthers quarterback? Very good. That's Saracen, my oh, friends. Don't close. confuse your Saracen with your Sorensons. And shout out to North Bay. 323 says, don't forget Pete Carroll College of Marin. College of Marin stopped off along the way. Uh, 925 says, hey, two weeks ago, Pete Car- Chip Kelly was here in Rockland recruiting kids at UCLA. I guess it wasn't his gig. <laughs> About that. And 623 says, I don't want Brandon Staley. People have been calling for his head for years, and now he's in the discussion for D coordinator. And he says, I don't like his face either. Ooh. Now we're getting like personal. Face. I don't like, personal. I don't like his game management, but that's the key. If Brandon Staley is one of these options, we've seen head coaches revert back to a defense coordinator. Now, obviously, nobody with the status of guys like Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll. But when you look at Brandon Staley, going back to his time as defense coordinator with the Rams, going back to the success he has had as a defense coordinator. I mean, a perfect example is Steve Spagnuolo, yeah. who was, I don't want to say an embarrassment as a head coach, but he obviously did not have the same success as he's had in Kansas City. And now he's got four Super Bowl rings because he decided to make that move from being a head coach yeah. back to a DC. Yeah, yeah, there it is. So anyway, I would rate it this way right now. I would say Sorensen most likely, Carroll and Vrabel the sexiest possibilities, and then the, probably the one that would probably um, right behind Sorensen and would maybe move the needle, but would be a sound hire would be Brandon Staley. Yeah. So I'd go uh, Sorensen and Staley most likely with Staley having a little more experience, mm-hmm. Sorensen having more in-house experience. And then just the sexiest, fun ones for us, Carol and Vrabel, which I would not rule out. I would not. Now, would you throw Rex Ryan into that conversation? No. Are you kidding me? Well, TV he, Rex Ryan? He was talking about getting calls from the Dallas Cowboys for the DC really? job. Oh, I swear. He's an option out there. TV Rex Ryan? Yeah. Okay. That Rex Ryan. I'll put him way down the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put him way down the list. Uh, he's on the list, though. He's available. I do have to go to my buddy Butch, who's checking in. One of the great 
friends of mine, pal of mine, uh, my my buddy but- Butch. Are you really calling in right now? You're calling in, Butch. Good morning. I am. I am Murph. I'm sort of like your dad. I've got a history point, but I'm <laughs> I'm also a Pete Carroll. I favor Pete Carroll. So you 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 but, Carroll's your guy. Yeah, you know, Carroll's my guy. But I I just want to clarify one thing about. A William Howard Taft. He did become Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court, but that was what he always wanted. And when he came back from the Philippines and ran with uh, Theodore Roosevelt, became vice president, he asked Roosevelt to appoint him the Supreme Court, and Roosevelt said, no, you're my hand-picked successor to be president. Then they later broke out over the Bull Moose Party, and uh, uh, Taft became Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court. So you know what, Butch? Your dad would have told you that. He, he so sure would have. And I'm, the fact that we got the bull moose party in today's show, that's a win. We just won. <laughs> we just won. And, Butch, I will make Good that. Show got, I will show make, got, by the way, I got your message. I will call the pro shop, okay? Do it, Murph. We're okay. on. Okay. We'll see you, Butch. Yep. Hey, Marcus. Okay, bye-bye. What's up, Butch? I love how Butch almost dropped a, do it, Murphy. (laughs) Do it, Murph. That's very good. Uh Grab that extra book, Murph. 808 KMBR, the Bull Moose Party. The Bull Moose Party. Do it, Murphy. Come on now, young Tony. You got to know your Bull Moose. All right, guys. On the other side, we got Chris Wondolowski coming up around 850. Uh, We do have to get ready for our trip to Arizona. Bob Melvin's talking starting rotation next on KMBR 104.5 and 680. These sports. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So, what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, "What is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. All right, we're going to Arizona, man. Excited for it. Yes, of course, we're excited for the Niner defensive coordinator hire, which could come any minute. But, dude, this can't be our, the Giants, yes! man. we got a game on Saturday. By the way, we also have a soccer game on Saturday on KMBR, which we'll talk to Chris Wondolowski about in the next segment, which we will also do the cooler of content. Mm-hmm. And then Mike Silver at 915. Ooh, no reason. As you would say on the leadoff spot, rip off the dial. I mean, rip, rip off the dial. Rip that knob off, Murph. Go ahead and rip it off. Uh, I remember you used to say that uh, when I was driving in. I'd be like, man, that's a, that's a violent imagery, but there's something compelling about ripping off my dial right now. Well, that was me in the leadoff spot at 5 a.m. I was the table setter for KNBR. I was the Jung-Hoo Lee, your leadoff hitter, <laughs> and I would try to set the table and then, yeah, rip off the knob when you got the big 3-4 hitters coming up with Murph, Greg Papa, and Tom Tolbert. By the way, I uh, I was in the break room in the level. It's Krista, right? Is her name? Mm-hmm. No, not Krista. Um, Kristen. No, no. Who's the young lady with the, the longer hair? She's of Filipina descent, and she used to come in and do the continuity with you. Oh, Giselle. Giselle. Oh, that's my girl. Okay, yeah, no, you and Giselle had a little vibe. Oh, Giselle's she my girl. She is married now. You do know that. <laughs> hey, Murph, relax. Uh, but anyway, so she said, uh, she said to me out of nowhere, I was getting my cough, she goes, oh, the Giants' new player is so good looking. Mm. I was like, wait, what? I'm like, who are you talking I said, Pablo Sandoval? Who are you talking about? And then I said, oh, Solaire, his big, strong muscles. Oh, she says, no, 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 the Korean guy. I said, what? She goes, oh, he's so good. So I didn't know. Did you know Jung-Hoo Lee has the ladies? Oh, in his Murph. He's back a, pocket? He's a GQ model, I believe. Okay, I didn't know Like, this. he was just doing some photo shoot for Versace or something. He's got some... Uh, well, there we go. Some, some interesting pictures so out there. So who was the... I mean, so this is the new... Th- what the kids would call thirst trap other than Gabe? I love you. 
Okay, there it is. Well, Gabe was the one who all the ladies do. Exactly. By the way, my kid, uh, Big Deck, said he wonders if if you go to any Gabe post and look at the comments underneath it, it's he he it's insane. Oh, it's Gabe's babes. It's insane. He actually, my kid, he said, I wonder if those are bots. He goes, I wonder <laughs> if he's pro. There's no way that many women can openly lust after him. Really? Like, is that what you imagine? I like them in all shapes and sizes, and this one was thick and juicy. <laughs> Gabe, don't discriminate. Uh, and as uh, as our old pal said, with Prince singing his ass off in the background there, too. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I don't uh, think we're getting many burger reviews from Bob Melvin this oh, year. Oh, man. How about bringing me back to that? That was incredible. Give me that again, Tony. Yeah, yes. I like them in all shapes and sizes, and this one was thick and juicy. <laughs> Prince in the background. It's audio gold. The erotic howling of, of Prince. Anyway, <laughs> let's get back to the Giants, because we're going down there. We're very excited for Thursday and Friday, and then Saturday the game's going to be on, and there is a a little bit of news. The Giants have pretty much laid out their starting rotation. And it's going to be Logan Webb, Jordan Hicks, who has fewer than 10 starts in the bigs, right? Mm-hmm. Kyle Harrison, who has seven career starts. Uh, Tristan Beck and Keaton Wynn, who both have five or fewer or seven or fewer big league starts. So it's rather inexperienced, my friends. Um, but he did sort of give the hint yesterday that while Harrison, Hicks, and um, Harrison Hicks and Webb are the top three guys, that the other two are really the ones that are fighting for it. This is Bob Melvin yesterday about the back end of the rotation. I have an idea. I prefer not to say that right now. We're early in camp, and I want want guys to think that there's quite a bit of competition for it because it's exciting to see a lot of, of the Giants' young pitchers here too, and not just here to be here, to actually get to pitch and, you know, potentially... Buy for a, a rotation spot. Realistically, about how many are, would you say you're looking at for those two? Just not names, but like how many guys are probably realistic? Four. By the way, you hear in the background that the crack and the popping. Mm. Oh no, you're gonna hear that. It's the crack of a bat, Yeah, yeah, you're gonna hear that pop of the glove. Okay, so Kipe kind of, you know, caught me a little bit. I, I, I'm, I've always wanted for years. I wanted the Giants to go young. Yeah. But and declare it a rebuild, which they will never do. Mm-mm. They will never do that because I think they want to. They want to sell tickets, right? And I don't know what Giants fans, they always say, Giants fans won't buy a rebuild. I was like, I don't really. I think we might. I think we might buy I a would. rebuild. Yeah. But the, Larry's, I think Larry Bear, I'm speaking for Larry, would always say, we can't do that. We got to. So is there a way to rebuild while still keeping a couple of veteran pieces like a Jorge Soler, mm-hmm. like a possible Matt Chapman? Yeah. Is that possible to still go young and keep those veterans around? My answer is yes. I think you can. Well, that's the thing that stands out about this current roster is all the prospects getting these opportunities. And I know there was a lot of movement up and down last year, whether we're talking Luciano or Luis Matos, Patrick Bailey, Casey Schmidt. The list goes on and on and on. But to me, the Farhan kind of five-year plan, which I know no one wants to hear about, is getting all these prospects and all these guys that he drafted up to the major league level and then add those big free agent pieces. Yeah, That's why, to me, when you're stuck in this middle ground, you're not really gaining anything. Yeah, You're not moving towards a World Series. You're just kind of mediocre in the middle of the pack. And that's why last year at the trade deadline, I threw out the ideas of trading away yes. Alex Cobb, yes. who was a 36-year-old all-star who's now dealing with hip surgery. Agreed. I thought about trading Jock Peterson. Agreed. Who walked away for nothing this offseason. And I even threw out Wilmer Flores. Agreed. Which we all love Wilmer. Yes. Get it. He's one of the friends of no, the program. Matter. Friends of the Giants. But we'll he talk had, to him tomorrow. Exactly. He yes. had value that you could have traded yes. to get some of the prospects to rebuild last year. 
instead of trying to play for that six wild card I believe spot. waking up, I woke up from that coveted nap, my bliss, mm. and saw the trade deadline had passed last year and nothing. And I just tweeted out, I said, you're just killing me, Farhan. Yeah. You're killing me. His inability to kind of just make that move. Now, he did it in 2019. He was, it's funny, 2019 Farhan was totally different. He traded Mark Melanson back mm. then. Remember that? Went out and got Chris Bryant. Yeah, went out and got Chris Bryant. That was 20, well, actually, I should say 2021, right? 2021. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, well, 2019 was the Melanson. 2021 was Chris Bryant. Uh, he traded, remember when he got uh, Mauricio Dubon, brought him in, a little piece that you could use? But, man, it just seems like it's really kind of stalled out into really small potatoes moves. Now, getting back to the rotation. Mm-hmm. So, here's the ultimate, like, positive spin. Mm-hmm. Back 15 years ago, they gave a chance to Madison Bumgarner, Matt Kane, and Tim Lincecum. Now, are Kyle Harrison, Logan Webb, Keaton Wynn, and Tristan Beck potentially Bumgarner, Kane, and Lincecum. I think Logan Webb is in that conversation. We make the comparisons all the time to Matt Kane and how he's getting webbed instead of Kane now with the lack of run support. Yes, uh-huh. Webb has solidified Webb a, himself he's a Matt Kane as, a, as a Cy mm-hmm. Young candidate. Mm-hmm. I think Kyle Harrison gives you a little Madison Bumgarner, Bumgarner? aspect, which okay. is huge kind of comparison, yeah, yeah. but I think he could be that guy. The question is, who's going to be the freak? Who's going to be Tim Lincecum? They don't have that. I don't think they have it right now no. with this current rotation. Wisenhunt stuff supposed to be pretty I nasty. I said yeah. earlier this morning, I expect Carson Wisenhunt to be in the bigs, in that rotation at some point this season. I saw him in San Jose. Absolutely fantastic changeup. I'm talking major league level ready changeup right now. Struck out Jackson Holiday in the Futures game last year. Now did end the season with a little bit of an elbow injury. He's back at spring training throwing off the bullpen. I think he's going to be in the rotation at some point this season. Mark my words, Murph. 510 says, I thought Farhan was the guy. I was sadly mistaken. 559 says, no way spoiled Giants fans would put up with an Orioles style Rebuild or Cubs 2015 2016. But look at the Orioles now with Adley Rushman and right. all the young talent. And then the Cubs the when they won the World Series in 2016. And then yes. what did the Orioles just do this offseason? Went out and traded for Corbin Burns. Right. Which I love. Because too. they have the prospects, they have the young talent, they have the nucleus that they can go out and afford to make these moves. Uh, the same guy who texted in on far and says the Giants' current minor league system does not have the Kane, Lincecum, Bumgarner, Posey level. I, I would say there's a lot of good pitching in this system. Whether we're talking about a guy like Mason Black, who was the Giants minor league pitcher of the year last year, I think he's going to be knocking on the door at camp this year, competing man, for that fifth spot. How about my man Birdsong? How about that? I'm down with the Hayden Birdsong. I'm down with the Landon Roop. If you really want to get into the weeds and start talking pitching prospects with the Giants. Did you see these guys in uh, These are all guys I saw, and then we can go down the line to Reggie Crawford, who has an electric fastball. Some news that came out yesterday, Bryce Eldridge is also right. going to be a one-way player now. About He's done pitching just the first base. They're pretty base. high on his bat. He can swing. I've seen him down in San Jose. He puts good wood on we the We hope goal. to get him on the show. Mm-hmm. 530 says, hey, you said all his moves are small potatoes. I looked at Jorge Soler. He's 6'4", 235. That's not small potatoes. That's a lot of potatoes. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And 925 says, he laid out five starters, and I don't think that happened the entire tenure of Gabe Kapler. That right there alone. That That's right there. Something. And we expect them to pitch deeper in, right? Mm-hmm. That's what so, Bob Melvin said yesterday. So somebody wrote in and said, how many World Series have been won with a rotation featuring one veteran and four guys who have thrown fewer than 10 big league starts? I'm going to guess not many. I'm going to say that. Not yeah. many, too. Are the Giants realistically trying to win the World Series this year? Are they? With this current roster, no, my not. answer they're, would be no. They're not. Mm-mm. So I would then ask, what are we doing here? And if the answer is... Building towards the future, then fine. Then maybe, I don't know, maybe you don't sign Matt Chabin and you go with 
Casey Schmidt and Mar- I mean Marco Luciano on the on the left side of the infield, bro. There's no insurance there, none. You get your shut your shortstop now. Mm-hmm. Come on now. That's it. It's Marco and Casey Schmidt as a backup. And is Lamont Wade the guy over at first base to be? He's he's he tends to be a little bit dinged up here and there. Look, all I'm gonna say is when I look at this Giants potential lineup for opening day. It would look a lot better if you had Matt Chapman and Cody Bellinger on the corners versus J.D. Davis and Lamont Wade. Just give me Chapman and, and Solaire in the middle of the lineup and build some young kids around him, man, and try to win. I don't know. Gosh darn it. Anyway, we'll we'll take all this skepticism and turn it into enthusiasm down in Arizona when we go down there, right? So I tell you, it, it's I tell it, it'll seduce you, buddy. It will. Oh, Murph. Because everybody's O and O and the pop of the glove, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, look at Birdsong. Look at that guy over there. Oh, look at look at Wizenhunt. He looks pretty good, you know, and you get excited. I mean, Murph, you're going to hear me in the back of the bullpen dropping a couple. It's orgasmic. And seriously, you're going to be, you're going to really like this. Oh, We're going to go down to the, after we sign off, we'll go down to the dugout and lean on the rail. Hell, the Giants need uh, options of rotation. I might grab a uh, grab a glove and throw a couple bullpens, Murph. And by the way, you know what 925 says? Well, I'll do that. I'd love to watch your bullpen. 925 says, guys, here's a guy, and Susan Slusser wrote about this guy, David VR. Just forgotten. We are, we are, we are. Yes. <laughs> he was the starting third base on opening day last year. Yeah, and they said they were going to give him every opportunity. Yes. Just didn't really seize the opportunity. How about that? How about that? And then another prospect that Giants fans have been keeping an eye on, Elliot Ramos. Yes. Who went deep on the first pitch off Jordan Hicks the other day in spring training. He's a guy that's kind of been forgotten about. As we tell the kids uh, when they face hard throwers, hey, they provide the velocity. You just go you know, hit it hard. Exactly. You know, go somewhere. Swing hard in case you hit it. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, we'll get you guys ready for Thursday, Friday, Arizona. We'll be there in 24 hours. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, okay, and the first broadcast is Saturday. Uh, okay, Chris Wondolowski's going to the Barry Sports Hall of Fame, and the Quakes have a debut game on Saturday. And the cooler of content, followed by Mike Silver, he'll have great thoughts on Kyle Shanahan, D coordinators, Brock Purdy, you name it, on KMBR 104.5 and 680, the Sports Leader. I'll eat raw beef, too. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day. Plus bonus shows on buy-low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen. Listen to the sports leader anywhere, anytime. Download the KNBR app. Murph and Marcus continue live from the KNBR Casino Matrix Studio. Casino Matrix progressive jackpots are here. Where are you? Just drop in. Please play responsibly. 1-800-GAMBLER. It and is- now Wondolowski puts it out on the right wing to Espinosa. The Argentinian designated player on the attack. Crossing it, wants a Bobasi. It falls to Wondolowski. Wondo! With his third goal of the year, 3 nothing San Jose. Uh, you know that voice. That's Ted Ramey, and you know that goal. That's our buddy, Wando, Chris Wondolowski. No man has scored more goals in MLS history than our guy. We got the Quakes going on Saturday, man. FC Dallas on KMBR. And, and, and our first chance to give huge public congratulations to one of our great pals on the program, Chris Wondolowski, for being inducted into the 2024 Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame. Wando, that's a lot, buddy. Congratulations. How are you, man? Hey, congrats, Wando. Uh, 
Thanks. I appreciate it, guys. Uh, great to uh, hear from you guys and uh, be on the show because uh, it's always a good time, and I uh, really appreciate that. Thanks. Let's get into it. Bayshoff, man, for a kid who grew up out in the East Bay and went to De La Salle. And have you you've seen the names that are in there, right? <laughs> no, that's it. absolutely. And that's the thing that's uh, re- it's surreal to me. I you know, grew up, these guys are absolute legends, and uh, the names that – are synonymous with that list it's uh it's unreal and so i'm i'm truly honored and it's uh slowly sinking in as well yeah i'll just give you the initial class by the way uh guys named willie mays bill russell <laughs> and joe dimaggio okay bro <laughs> not too bad right <laughs> do you think do you think those the, those plaques when they see your plaque go up they're gonna be like wando what's up I, I feel bad whoever's next to me because they're going to be like, ooh, who's this guy? <laughs> it was re- uh, alphabetical or something. Uh, yeah, there may be a tier system I'm hoping or somewhere. Uh, it's funny. We had a, we used to have a, the Niners long snapper Brian Jennings on our show. He was a really fun guest. And the Niners have a 10-year wall. If you play 10 years with the team, you get your picture on the wall. And he did it. And he had, nice. a, he had a joke that when his picture went on the wall – the Joe Montana picture next to him grew eyes and looked side eye at him, going, "What are you doing here, bros?" <laughs> that's, how, that's how that's how you're feeling about your uh, induct. No, you deserve it, buddy. It's a huge oh. deal. And I was doing a little brief research, and the best I can tell, the only soccer players are are in are two women: Julie Foudy, who went in last year, Stanford; obviously, Brandy Chastain, Santa Clara girl. And then I think the only male is Steve Nagesco. Is that his, how I pronounce his name, the USF coach? Yes, the USF uh, legendary coach. Um, yes, and so I, I believe, yeah, it could be the first male player uh, to, to be inducted, a uh, male soccer player to yeah. be inducted. So, uh, deal, yeah, p- p- pretty excited about that. And that's, uh, it is. And like you mentioned, just uh, the names uh, that, are, that are there. It's, uh, I don't know, I, I grew up, following this and knowing who's on there and so it's i don't know it it is truly special and and wanda we just had patrick willis on our show the other day who's obviously in the bay area sports hall of fame and just made the nfl hall of fame class too Mm -hmm. and it was awesome to talk to him about wearing that 49er jersey his entire career now chris i know you had a small stint out with the houston dynamo too but when i think about the san jose earthquakes i think about chris wandalowski how cool is it that your name is kind of synonymous with the franchise down in san jose Thank you. Uh, yeah, because it's, I, I love it. You know, it's truly my hometown club. I uh, went to Clash Games uh, before at Spartan Stadium and then the Earthquakes as well. And uh, getting to be able to celebrate 50 years, our 50-year anniversary this year. And so we'll be able to uh, bring out a lot of uh, alum and past, uh, past players. And it's always fun to hear the stories and just reminisce. And uh, that's, what's, that's what's special. And, uh, you know, got to move down with the team. The team from San Jose moved down to Houston and was able to win a couple championships. But uh, fortunately, I was able to play back in front of my hometown friends and family and uh, truly believe that's, that helped with the success and uh, with my career. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, Wanda. We'll get, I, I think I'm hosting the darn thing at, at the Hyatt, so I'll see you there on Monday, May 6th. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I love that. I know. We'll hang out, brother. We'll hang out. It'll be really, really fun. Uh, but we got something more immediate than that. We got the Quakes on Saturday, man. They start their 2024 campaign, and listen, we got huge you know, Quakes fans in the, in the audience down at PayPal Park Saturday against FC Dallas. It's going to be on KNBR, which is really cool at 530. What do you got, man? What's your best sell on the 2024 Quakes forecast? Oh, well, excited. I think we're going to build off of uh, last year's uh, you know playoff tensions, and so hopefully that this year we're hosting playoff games, and 
I'm I'm really excited, truly optimistic. Um, You know, we re-signed Christian Espinoza, um, designated player, and so we're excited to bring him back. And then we have added a few key pieces. Uh, We brought in uh, Maul Pellegrino from Norway and uh, scored many goals from there and helped to boost our attack. And then we also brought in a uh, a Portuguese player from uh, that was playing in Spain in La Liga and uh, at center back as well. And so it's nice to kind of hold down the defense as well. And so very excited for that. And um, I can't wait. It's always so so much excitement around the opening opening day and opening season. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for it to get started. And Chris, we've kind of seen the fan atmosphere down in the South Bay really explode the last couple of years with the success of the 49ers down at Levi Stadium. I wanted to ask you about the crowd atmosphere for anybody who has not attended a San Jose Earthquakes game. I mean, Chris, I think one of my favorite moments of your career is when you were serving your one-game suspension <laughs> and you were out celebrating with the San Jose Ultras in the crowd. Just to describe that fan environment and why people should go out to these games. It, it's an amazing environment. Um the fans are loud, they're uh, boisterous, and they're also knowledgeable as well, which I think makes it unbelievable. And so they understand the nuances of the game. They know uh, what helps propel the game. And then that also they provide that energy and uh, that atmosphere, especially late in the game when you need that extra boost. Uh, they've always been there, and I love uh, being able to celebrate with them and, and be loud with them as well. Well, Wando, it's it's exciting. Now, I should mention, Saturday's game is at Dallas, at FC Dallas. Yes. So that the game's on KMBR. But the home opener is March 2nd, 7.30, against the LA Galaxy, the old rival. Yes. So <laughs> so March 2nd, everybody mark your calendars. So that'll be a week from, uh, that's coming up March 2. And, uh, and then that'll be the home opener. And then there you go from there. Like we said, they made the wild card last year. He's hoping to build on that. And, uh, and everybody get out to PayPal Park on Saturday, March 2nd. And tune in to KMBR this Saturday for the Quakes at FC Dallas. So, all right, Wando, well, listen, congratulations. Thanks for the hit. I can't wait to see you out at the Hyatt on Monday, May 6th. Tickets at Bayshoff.org. And congratulations again. Thanks for hopping on. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you guys having me on and uh, always enjoy hanging with you guys. Yeah, Wando, the good cheer of a Wando. De La Salle zone, Chico State zone. Mm-hmm. You know, Chico State used to make Playboy's top party schools. All the time. Oh, Murph, I've party up in Chico a couple you, times. Did you guys play them in baseball? Oh, yeah. They were a rival at Sonoma State. Yeah. I have a Chuck yeah. Fico shirt in my closet right now. Oh, nice. If, if you can figure out that nice. one. Nice. I got you. Uh-huh. Did you did you guys brawl like the incarnate word and in Texas A&M, whatever that no, team was? No, didn't brawl? get into those bench-clearing brawls that we saw the other night. No, that's Okay, let's get to the core of content after so you're listening to KMBR AM and KMBR FM, San Francisco, the sports leader, a Cumulus Media Station. And remind everybody that Tim Kawakami is hopping on with Tolbert this afternoon. I think Cope's will be back on Thursday. That's, that's the rumor there. It's uh, coming off the uh, mm-hmm. the sick bay for sure. But before we get to Mike Silver at 9.15, it's time for the cooler of content. All right, everyone. Chill. This is the cooler. You're not sending me to the cooler of content. Sponsored by Mancini Sleep World. Sleep better, live better. Visit sleepworld.com. And by Marin Health. Marin Health Medical Center and Marin Health Medical Network world-class care. Closer than you think. On V Sports Leader. All right, cooler content style. Uh, we got any number of ways we could go. A water boy wants to go to this young man named Kai Sanat, <laughs> who's a uh, YouTuber. My kids know him. I don't. When he came out for the dunk contest, they're like, oh, Kai Sanat. I'm like, what? Huh? Murph. Huh? He's the live streamer of the year. What does he do? He just sits at his computer and, like, reacts to other stuff on YouTube. Okay. 
He's got charisma. Well, that's huh? what the kids are into now. They yeah. just watch other kids play video games instead of playing video games themselves. Yeah, that's my kid. Well, anyway, Shannon Sharp said, why are we dunking over a guy who's short to begin with? Sort of Kevin Hart height. Yeah, and for everybody outside of the loop, Jalen Brown brought him out for the slam dunk competition, but then sat him down in a chair and dunked over So him. he was dunking over him mostly for YouTube influence more than anything else. Mm-hmm. He's playing for clicks, Murph. Yeah. <laughs> well, Shannon Sharp's like, well, dude, he's short. It's no big deal. Well, Kai Sinat was not happy to hear. He was watching first take when Shannon Sharp said this. He was not happy to hear his his height described as such. The man's already three foot tall. You put him in a chair at 91, 91 five. Oh, f- you said it. Oh, f- no. I didn't know you said this. Said it. F- you. No, 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 no. Okay. Quite the reaction. Great production, too, with the Undertaker bells in the background. Quite the reaction. Dude, do you think there was an authentic reaction, or was he playing for clicks? I'm sure he probably handed up a little bit, but still, I thought it was entertaining. So it's like a split screen. Shannon Sharp on one side, Kai watching on his YouTube on the other. You said it! Oh, no! I didn't know you said this! Said it! You! No, 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 no. Okay. I might check out a couple streams now, Murph. I might, too. I might, too. Very good. Very good. Uh, All right. Back to page one on the cooler of content where we say, um, did you see uh, Jason Kelsey's wife take a stance against the Chiefs? I got to admire this now. Uh, I say Jason Kelsey. um, um, Yeah, the the, the Eagles center. center. Yes, exactly. Uh The older brother. Well, Travis is a Chief, right? Mm -hmm. And and obviously now the the Kelsey... uh, Jason Kelsey has time on his hands, and he goes and he's dressed as a Chiefs fan. Well, his wife, Kylie, is from Philadelphia, mm. and Philly fans don't play. Mm-mm. So she would not wear Chiefs gear, even going to Uncle Travis. She calls her to her nephew, or her son, pardon me, Uncle Travis's. I, I kind of admire her stand here. This is Kylie Kelsey saying, I ain't going there. Who else is playing football tomorrow? Uncle Travis. There you go. To be clear, like... I am like an Eagles fan to the extent of like, if Jason ever went and played for another team, I would wear Kelsey. I would not wear another team's stuff. Like I, I like I've thought about that a number of times. Where like I just, I couldn't do it. Like <laughs> it sounds terrible. Travis was in the playoffs one year and the Eagles were not, and so we went to a playoff game in Kansas City, and I was like, do I have to? <laughs> But, like, Trav knows that. Like, I always want Travis to be successful. Obviously, always want Jason to be successful. But, like, I can't. Um, I'm not going to be out here, like, doing the Chiefs chop, whatever that tomahawk thing. No. I ride with Kylie Kelsey. I do. I love it. Uh, shout out to Lane Bennis wearing the Orioles hat in the Yankee box, right? In Seinfeld, right? You got to rep your team. Now, she said she won't wear the opposing team stuff. She just won't wear anything that's not Eagles. And she's not doing that for Jason. She's doing that because she's a Philly girl. And how about that? And then you throw in the story of Taylor Swift originally being an Eagles fan. Yeah, yeah. And now she's in the box wearing these Chris and Yucha collection well, Chiefs jerseys. Now, the, she is laying with the man, though. You know what I mean? They're making the sign of the two-back beast. That's true. But which, by the way, I got a lot of She's got the in, Kelsey name. Which I got a lot of in Bull Durham, by huh. the way. You know, a, l- <laughs> yeah. a lot of two-back yeah, beasts. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, but no, uh, yeah, but I mean, it's your girlfriend, boyfriend. You gotta, you gotta support. See? Like I've seen politicians act shamefully. I'm gonna call out Hillary Clinton, who grew up in Chicago and bragged about her Cubs fandom, and then ran for Senate in New York, started showing around looking like Marcus with a Yankee hat. <laughs> like, come on, you can't do that. So Kylie Kelsey drawn a line in the sand. And old Pat, old Peaches, who used to produce our show, he was very upset at Alex Smith for riding with the Padres until he became the Niner quarterback. 
then start wearing a Giants hat. So you got to stay with your squad. I think people respect it more, don't you think? I, I think so. It's like uh, we brought the fact that Jared Goff was taking a photo of in a Dodgers jersey, and we talked about it when they played the Lions. When he grew up a Giants fan here in the Bay Area, it, it sucks to see someone switch up like that. Yeah, uh, that was tough, though. That was a case where Jared Goff had been drafted number one yeah. by the Rams, and the Dodgers had him out, yeah. and they gave him a jersey. Mm-hmm. What if he balls out and said, I ain't wearing this? I'm not doing this. Well, it would be, again, like Elaine with the Orioles hat yeah. in the box. It would, but here's my question now. Does Kylie call out Taylor Swift at Thanksgiving dinner? Because you know these Philly fans are reckless, Yes, they, she does. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 she does, without question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor, pa- why are you switching up, huh? Why are you switching up? Pablo Sandoval's in the cooler of content. <laughs> Pablo. He was playing in, where was it, Dubai? Out in Dubai. And they had a money ball where you get extra runs if you hit a home run? Dude, Pablo Sandoval is the first human on this planet to hit a six-run home run. It's a six-run homer. A six-run homer. This is what you're getting, Giants fans, right here. Oh my this God. is a money ball, is gentlemen. And this is, is Panda. Oh, money ball. Oh, let's go. Come soon, Panda. Let's go. Save up. Save That's worth six. A gold ball. And suddenly it's 8 2 Another one of the new innovations in baseball. Yes. You guys, the gold ball doubles. Lock it, cock it, rock it, restock it out to right center. And that's the first home run for the East All-Stars. Gives them a commanding lead in the top half of the fifth. All right. Hey, uh, quite honestly, more juice than any Giants game last year. I was going to say, that was one hell of a call. Lock it, cock it, rock it, restock it. I like how he's dropping panda, 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 like he's the designer of the rapper or something like that. What if, uh, yeah, I got you on that. What if John Miller dropped a lock it, cock it, Stock it. What is it again? Lock, Lock it. it. Cock it. Rock it. Restock it. Lock it. Cock it. Rock it. Restock it. John Miller? I'll take it. Okay. If you're telling me that Pablo Sandoval can get Logan Webb six runs of support and one swing of the bat, bring the gold ball to the MLB. That is incredible, man. All right. Well, less than uh, Panda with your six-run bombs. You're good. Panda, Let's go down Panda, to Barkley. Uh, Barkley with a little heckle here of uh, this is during the – all-Star Game Alt-Cast on TNT. No, Barkley was heckling somebody. Well, here you go. Is it? Is it? It's cut F. Is it fair to make fun of a Draymond's team vying for a play-in spot? And, of course, Draymond has this typical response here, yes. The president worked with you, Dre. You're a hell of a player. Good luck in the play-in. Don't wow. let him do this. You're going through my friend like that. That is crazy <laughs> right now. You are not acting like that. Here, Chuck, take my ring. <laughs> There it is. Here, Chuck, take my ring. Good luck in the play-in. Well, you know, it's going to take some doing to get out of the play-in. They're four losses behind the sixth seed, and they got to climb over three teams. That starts tonight against the Lakers, by the way. Mm-hmm. They can start the tw- Tomorrow tonight. night against the Lakers. Tomorrow night. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Tomorrow night. Appreciate that. Uh, more Barkley. This one caused a little stir. Mm-hmm. He criticized Kevin Durant. Called him not a leader. Here, check it out. He wanted to be KD, but he's not doing it. To me, it's got to be Booker. He's got to be your, your mental leader and your vocal leader to a certain degree. No disrespect to Kevin. Kevin's a follower. He's not a leader. He's proven that on all his stops. Booker's a hell of a player also. I think he's going to have to take the initiative and take this team to the next level because, man, Kevin's a hell of a player. I ain't never going to say anything bad about him, but I say the same thing with Boston. One of you guys has to step forward. He has to step forward. 
And for me, for Phoenix to be successful, it has to be Booker. All right, man. This is why Barkley's the best, though. Because he says things like this. They're bold takes. They're strong takes. And, and it's not necessarily – it's hard to kind of dispute it. I mean, Durant does seem more comfortable playing with Steph Curry, people like that, playing with alongside – other guys that he can share with. He doesn't want to be the LeBron James dude, right, leading the way. It just doesn't seem to fit his personality. But I, I got to say, I always love when someone starts a take with no disrespect and then says something know, absolutely know, disrespectful. No disrespect you. to Kevin Durant, but he's a follower. He'll never be a leader. He'll never be a champion by his own. But no disrespect, Mark. But it is good, though. It's a good take. It's a strong take. And uh, meanwhile, then we have one more here. Draymond and Chuck making jokes about each other on the TNT Altcast here. How much you pay for this suit? Probably about $1,000. It looked like it. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know what's funny about that? You know who was asking about you the other day? Who's that? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> They're breaking out their dad jokes, right? Really? Uh, how much you pay for that suit? No matter what Barkley was going to answer, you say, yeah, it looks like it. And then the other one, hey, you know who was talking about you the other day? Who? Nobody. Nobody. That's dad jokes. This is good. I like it. I mean, Murph, the All-Star game was so boring on Sunday. That Draymond and Chuck were out here just roasting each other for entertainment. I can join them with the dad jokes. Like, for example, did you hear, don't you hate people who have to get a vegetable into every sentence? And I say to them, uh, not necessarily, you know? Not <laughs> All right, so there you go. Nice, Murph. Well, that's kind of on their level, isn't it? It's kind of on their level. Right, yeah. Guys, there you go. I don't know, Murph. Uh, all <laughs> right, guys. There is your cooler of content. Uh, thank you, Draymond and Chuck. And thank you, Kylie Kelsey. And thank you, Pablo Sandoval. And thank you, Kai Sinat. <laughs> I was a little upset. Kai was not happy. And when you're short and you're upset, it looks even funnier, right? Because he's like shorter than Kevin Hart. Yeah. Uh, okay, Mike Silver, strong Niner takes guaranteed coming your way next on KMBR 104.5 and 680, the Sports Center. You know who was asking about you the other day? Who's that? Nobody. <laughs> San Mateo, shout out to you for supporting KMBR. San Mateo Sports Leader. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day, plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen.